Good morning, Robichaud Bulldogs and families. This is Emil Musa coming at you from the Upward Bound Math and Science program. Through this program, we prepare our Bulldogs for their college journey, focusing on their strength and assisting them with their weaknesses. I want to welcome you all to our first ever podcast in this program with many more to come. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Mr. James Mallet, principal of Robichaud High School. Mr. Mallet, how are you doing today? doing fantastic uh it's just a pleasure to be here uh always like when kids take on new ventures and this is something new for robishaw and this podcast anything that can reach the community reach the kids and let other kids inspire somebody else out there to you know know that they can too can take part in something like this is great that's wonderful and it's going to be heard by all of the robishaw students on the website so they'd be familiar with their principal um let's move on to the first question then what does robishaw mean to you as a principal Robichaud means change. Robichaud means growth. Uh, when I got to this school district, I saw a school district that was like emerging from deficit, emerging from a bad situation, and they were looking for leadership that was going to kind of definitely uh, grab this community and these teachers and the families and everybody together and kind of bring them together. And so for me, it was that opportunity to be that leader the one that could take this school to the next level. Um, when I look at Robichaud, I see the type of school that I went to as a kid. Uh, some of the same struggles that we had to go through, some of the same friends. When I see these students, I see myself in them. Um, so it's easy for me to relate to kids when I have conversation with them. And so I always think about it from this perspective. If I can come in, in a, from an urban environment, bad situation, you know, and make it out, go to college, prove myself, and come back as a principal, um, that could be an inspiration for somebody else that's like, man, what am I going to do with my life? Because in high school, there's probably no chance you could have told me that I would be a principal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's how the cards played, and, you know, I take pride in that. So Robichaud is like a lifelong dream to be able to finally give back in the manner where I feel I can be the most effective. And I definitely agree. As a senior here, I think change is the most important thing that we need. Um, and I think our students have so much potential. With the right leadership, they can be amazing in life. Um, just like you said, your own story as well. Um, the leadership, the resources that you're providing for Robichaud right now can lead to amazing opportunities for these students. Moving on to the next question, how is Robichaud different from other schools you've been at? Oh, well, I'll tell you this much. Um, I interviewed for multiple positions before I took this job. Mm -hmm. I actually got offered some other ones, but... Um, it was actually the superintendent and the board that kind of changed my mind. Mm -hmm. um, most times it was going to be, you're going to have to come into this school, you're going to have to do everything yourself. And I was willing to do that, you know, and I'd heard that, I just thought that. But the difference when I went to this interview, it was more of how the Westwood family, I mean, you hear people talk about it, but uh, even in the interview, you know, you could tell that there was a connectedness. You know, like they were connected to each other. They genuinely cared. And even how they talked uh, in regards to how they would support me, you know, uh, and help guide me and train me into like the different ways. Those were all very important because most places I went, it was going to just be all on me. And I was 100% prepared for it to be all on me because most places I've worked in the past, they were pretty, you know, um, dysfunctional and we kind of had to come in and clean up some stuff and we got to the place where we were you know very much improving on the right track uh, if I'm going to say something about this the staff in particular this is probably one of the most technically advanced 
staff stuff seen, their ability to not only just understand technology, but own it, implement it, utilize it. Um, you know, half the time I'm usually the most tech savvy person in the building and I can honestly say with this dad, that is not the case. <laughs> um, there are some tremendously uh, talented staff members when it comes to the technology realm that also help. Uh, we're going to become that next level school. We can't shy away from technology. We must embrace it and learn how to implement it and intertwine it with everything. And so um, that's kind of how I felt so far about Robichaud and everything is done like it's it's been great for me and I definitely look forward to seeing what we can you know do with this in the future It'll and I definitely great. agree with you through the COVID um, season I don't think you were here but our staff adapted so well with technology um, they created the week at a glance which teachers still use nowadays uh, which is something that the school is very proud of um, so I definitely agree with what you're saying um, I want to ask you this question what were some obstacles you had to overcome as a principal um, anytime you come in as a principal, I mean, I'm going to tell you this much, or any leadership position, you understand that you're coming in to fill a void. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that void is one that everybody's relieved to uh, get rid of, and sometimes that's a void where somebody, like in this situation, a love principal was, you know, promoted. And so you have the obstacle of making sure that you don't try and come in and change everything, but you come in and observe how they operate. How do you guys manage the everyday things? And then, you know, it's really about having patience. Yes. You know, I have a clear vision of what I want, but I don't have a clear, didn't at the time, have a clear vision of how things worked here. So it was important for me not to just come in and, you know, destroy the status quo, but to understand the status quo, yes. because small tweaks here and there can have a huge impact on the growth of the school. But if you come here and tear it down and you lose the staff, you know, that's where I think you'll have imminent failure in anything. Leadership is about understanding the people that you are trying to lead. And you can't understand them if you're going to come in and just dictate to them. That means you just want robots. I don't want that. I want you to be the best version of yourself. So I first need to know what version of you you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I guess there's that's the patience thing. So when it comes to the most difficult thing, it's, it leads to the patience of understanding that um, you may have a plan, but you may have to wait to implement the plan to make sure that you're not disturbing the entire infrastructure of a place. You know, and that because it could actually backfire and have you know even worse repercussions for the entire staff and the school. Yeah. And so that's my main thing. I have so many great things I want to do, but I do have to have the patience to make sure that I see how they could fit into this year. And I haven't finished a year. Yeah. Next year, I like I already know some things that could have fit into the beginning of the year this year that I didn't know. And so it's about having the patience, you know. And I got it. Yep. That actually brings us to our next question. Um, what will you be bringing to Robichaud? Could you name some of the things that you want to bring to the school? Well, I'm really big on uh, getting kids to buy in. And if you ask me in my previous years of how I've been able to take schools that are on priority list and get them off, it's, it's basically by buy-in. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to get the kids to want to come to school. Yes. And then, so you have to ask yourself, how do you get there? Most instructors and academic institutions like high schools, they want to just focus solely on the academics, 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 academics. And that's great when you have a fully prepared student body. Exactly. Yep. But if you don't have that, you must mix in the academics and the culture. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm really big when I see a school that kids are kind of struggling, it's like, how do we implement a culture where they 
want to get to class mm -hmm. on time. They want to turn in assignments. They want to do this. And a lot of it is you got to, and sometimes it's teachers don't like this, but you kind of got to appease the kids. This is your audience. Yeah. It's like a store. If you have a store and nobody's coming in, then you don't have enough sales going on. Yeah. You don't have enough products that they want. But if you got all the stuff they want, then they're going to go there. It's the reason why some people go to Barnes & Noble because they got all the books that they can get. And some people don't go to a local bookstore because they don't have everything. You know, that's why you go to Best Buy at times when you're really looking for a TV. Yeah. You don't go to Home Depot. Yep. You know, so we got to be very cognizant of our audience. Um, so for me, what I want to bring, I want to bring the stuff the kids like. So I've done some surveys this year. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have already had even more things. Yeah. Um, I'm really big on fun events that can kind of get the kids riled up. You know, I'm really big on school pride. So um, one thing that I did in my previous school, we had a three-on-three -three tournament. Any kid could play, as long as you were on the basketball team, because I want unfair advantages. <laughs> you just set up a team with your friends, three of you, you pick against another three teams, and we did a full tournament. And it started off, people thought it became like the biggest event at the school because it was a chance for anybody to show their skills. And it was a chance for the entire teacher staff to celebrate everybody because, you know, it's only 15 kids on a basketball team, but that's not the only 15 kids that like basketball. Yeah. You know? And so the next year I started a staff for a student uh, basketball game, uh, which I played like the first three minutes of. That must have been fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I actually blocked the kid's shot and then <laughs> subbed myself out. Uh, to lost some back, but you know, just fun things. And then we did like an Olympics game where, you know, it was all different Olympic events, and, but it was with the kids. And it's really just about doing stuff that kids would like, make you excited about it, like come to school. And when everything is just dredge and drudge and come in and get the work done, that works for the highly motivated, self-directed student. But if you feel like that's your entire student body, then either you haven't got a good read or you're probably working at a private school. Yeah. Okay. Agreed, um, yeah. So you're going to have to do what it takes to get the kids that are in there. Um, even so, when I worked at a school where it was a large Bangladesh population and trying to learn the Bangladesh customs and different stuff that we would do with them and uh, make sure, like, you got to know your audience and make sure you do that. Even trying to learn how to speak uh, Bengali, uh, just so I could communicate with some of the fathers. Like, that's what I want to be able to bring, that whatever idea that you have that you feel will be good here and kids want to do, I want you to know that this is a place we can get it. There's not a club that we can't start. There's not an activity we can't do as long as we have the support for it. You know, and I will go to back with them uh, for all the kids. There's some stuff I actually want to do right now, you know, uh, but we can't because of the COVID restrictions, specifically in basketball. Like, you know, most college have a midnight madness. We usually do a midday madness where we kind of showcase the teams. And, you know, those are things that I feel like if kids had these regular events, it would be really good for them. I agree, yeah. And they can contribute later on to academics because, like you said, if the kids want to come to school, then they can focus on the academics as well. So I agree with you. Um, I wanted to ask you your opinion on well-known and beneficial programs like dual enrollment, interact club, and the upper bound math and science. What is your opinion on these programs and them being present at this school? 
So as for dual enrollment, I feel like that's one of the most powerful things that we have in this school. The ability for those kids, it's like differentiated instruction, but most of the time when people think of differentiated instruction, they think of the struggling kids. I look at that, what do you do with your kids that are excelling? Mm -hmm. What are those kids that are excelling and need a little bit more challenge? Yes. Um, if you look at the educational system uh, from the 1950s and 60s until now, one prevailing theme has definitely come about, the lack of geniuses. And people are like, well, was that? that's not a bad thing. No, it is. It means that when you do have that super bright, bright mind, we can stagnate it in a school that doesn't have something to challenge them. I definitely agree with you. And oftentimes we spend so much time helping those who are struggling to try and get them up to par. We often don't think about what do we do with those who are excelling those who are reaching new limits, those who need a different challenge. And dual enrollment allows a kid to get college-level classes, which we will even pay for. Um, that, combined with our, you know, our connections with the Interact Club and Rising Upper Bound, trying to get kids focused, those are all powerful tools that give resources for all different levels. You know, from caring about your community to getting your grades together to even excelling for those who are above and beyond and getting those college credits. You're just giving kids a fast start on life. And I, I like all three programs. There's something that not only do I want to keep, I want to expand uh, in the future um, because it's going to be a selling point. As our enrollment increases, there will be more. I just don't want a kid to feel like they are stagnant. That was my issue. I got in trouble a lot and teacher didn't understand. And I don't understand why I got in trouble, but when it came time for standardized tests, I would excel on them. And then I just was bored. Yep. So I played around, but I was labeled a bad kid. You know, but my test scores, you know, are top in the state. Yeah. But I'm constantly getting in trouble. You know, and when I look at, you know, dual enrollment, I look at these other programs that get involved, all these things are just other ways to expand the mind and understanding of these children. And I have absolutely no problem. In fact, I like them a lot. And it's very easy to sign up and contribute to these programs, right? At the school, you have the counselors, you have yourself. Yeah, well, not only that, but Horizon Upper Bound, uh, University of Michigan, and the University of Michigan Dearborn, they actually have an office right here located at the school. Yes. They are open from 10 to 4, so even, you know, from the middle of the day to even after school's out. They take the kids on field trips to colleges. Everything is right here, really, and available for those who are seeking it. Yes. Uh, I think the most important thing that we can do is just kind of increase our announcements of it so that they can more kids can know about it and I want to highlight more kids that are um, even on the announcements I like to get announcements and say the names of the kids that are getting college scholarships and going to college and getting accepted why because I think kids need to see that these are your friends mm -hmm. these are your peers these are the ones that are making it and your name can be the next one on the list so it's about uplifting everybody I agree yeah um, next question is going to be a fun question. What is your favorite event at Robichaud and why is that? Uh, well, I haven't been here for a whole year, uh, and I'm a huge uh, football fan, but if I'm going to say my favorite event so far, uh, just because of the stress of how much it and then how it came out, so uh, it was probably homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. Homecoming was a giant surprise. <laughs> uh, we had one idea. And then it was, the whole homecoming was about to get canceled because of COVID, yeah. and we couldn't get the stuff in. And then we came with the idea to do it outside. We then actually the rain. Was, then the rain. The rain. <laughs> we got a tent, but we. I mean, like, I was working on that 
that Friday and Saturday, I was pretty much up all night. I got out of the football game. I had to go shopping. I woke up in the morning, got shopping. And I got here at like noon. We were decorating to six. I mean, if you saw me at the beginning of homecoming, I was still in, you know, the jeans and a t-shirt because <laughs> I literally just finished putting out the last decoration yeah. right before kids started to come. Uh, and then when I was trying to drive around, kids were lost coming to the wrong entrance. So then I was directing traffic to where to actually go and telling kids, no, don't go to the front door, go out the back door. But at the end, um, just seeing how it came out, how much the kids really appreciated it, how much the teachers, how much the parents talked about it. I mean, parents were literally coming in. We had like, you know, a picture booth like we had at the Emmys or something. They were coming in taking pictures of their kids. And that's what it's all about. That's the culture, the culture of caring, the culture that we're not going to let one thing slip up, tear us down to the point where we're going to cancel everything for the kids because that's even more discouraging. So I was really dedicated and worked extremely hard to make sure of that. And shout out to Miss McNamara, who also was my, you know, right hand yes. woman who just really stepped it up so much uh, throughout the entire day uh, for the past two days, getting the rest of the stuff up. Um, Thank you, Miss Mac. <laughs> I have never done a candy table in my life, but yeah. you know, uh, one of the central office workers gave me the stuff to do it, but she couldn't set it up, so I don't know what it's going to look like. But you know, the kids liked it. Uh, it was just a lot of work, but it was very rewarding just to see how many kids appreciated it. And, and from a student's perspective, we appreciate those kind of events. It's what drives us to like still have that like fun high school and all that. So we did appreciate all the hard work that you guys uh, did in that event, and we thank you for that. And finally, the last question, our listeners are going to be either mad or happy with you. Michigan or Michigan State? Well, um... <laughs> I went to Western Michigan University, so go Broncos. Okay. Uh, but for <laughs> this weekend specifically, since Michigan is going against Ohio State, I'm going to say Michigan. Michigan. There you go. I'm right going answer. Michigan, uh, and I expect them to win 35-28, and this recording might sound bad or really good in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to see. You might predict the scores. Who knows? <laughs> All if right. I do, I want a recording of this as proof. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I really want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for your wonderful answers. And you want to leave the listeners with any other messages before we go? Well, basically every day um, over the PA, I do end my announcement with one thing. And it's uh, excellence is not a birthright. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes we believe we are circumstance of where we are born and the circumstance we are born in, but we're not. Greatness is inside of each and every single one of us. And if you can take the time to know what it takes to be excellent, you understand there is no difference from the heroes that you idolize. They just have that stick uh, stick and that desire to get there. And then if you can find that within yourself, greatness will follow you. You just got to understand it's not somebody. Nobody's born great. We just choose to be great. And when you choose to be great, you do great things. And everybody listening, you are great. That's the way you were made. That's the way you were divinely made. Just choose today to make this the best day ever. And I promise you, it will be, you will never have another bad day. It is all about choice. I agree with you. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for listening, Bulldogs and Bulldog parents. I hope you tune into our next uh, recording. And I hope you guys have a wonderful evening.